Hello Year 2, this is Mrs Hansen. Some of you will remember me from the recorder lessons. We had a lot of fun doing that, didn't we? But today, I'm very excited to be joining in with Miss Bagham to read Mr Majika. It's a very exciting book. And I'm reading from chapter 2 and it's called Chips for Everyone. Ooh, I love chips. I hope you like chips too. I like them especially when they've got some tomato ketchup. Ooh, and you can dip a lovely chip into the tomato ketchup. Ooh, that's a lovely thing to think about. But I'd better start my reading. So here I am, chapter two, chips for everyone. Never had class three been so quiet as they were for the rest of that lesson. They sat in absolute silence as Mr Majika told them what work he planned to give them for the rest of that term. Not that any of them was really listening to what he was saying. It actually sounded very ordinary, with stuff about nature study and the kings and queens of England and special projects and that sort of thing, just like all the other teachers. But they couldn't take it in. Each of them was thinking about just one thing. The magic carpet. When break came and they were all having milk and biscuits, they whispered about it. I saw it, whispered Pandora Green's best friend Jodo. So did I, said Thomas and Pete together. It was a magic carpet. If you ask me said Hamish Bigmore. It was a mass hallucination. Hamish Bigmore was always learning long words, just so he could show them off. What's that mean? said Thomas and Pete suspiciously. It's when you think you've seen something and you haven't, said Hamish Bigmore. People get them when they're walking across the desert. They think they see a pool of water and when they get there there's only sand. But we're not in the desert, you idiot, said Thomas. And we didn't see water. We saw a magic carpet and it turned into a bicycle and we all saw it. So how could we have imagined it? That's why it's called mass hallucination, said Hamish Bigmore grandly. Mass means lots of people. So idiot yourself. And they might have believed him if it wasn't for what happened at dinner. Most of class three ate school dinner, but some of them were sent to school with packed lunches, which their mothers had made at home, and which they ate at a separate table. Thomas and Pete did this, and so did Jodie. So did Wim. He was Thomas and Pete's younger brother. He was in the nursery class, so Thomas and Pete only saw him at dinner time. He was really called William, but Wim was how he said his own name. So that was what everybody called him. Wim was tucking happily into a piece of egg and bacon flan, which was his favorite lunch. Thomas and Pete were talking to Jodie while they ate theirs. What do you think about the magic carpet? They asked her for the hundredth time. Shh, here he comes, whispered Jodie. Mr. Majika was approaching their table. He sat down next to them. Hello, 
he said in a friendly manner. Was there anything you wanted to ask me about the lessons for this term? Thomas, Pete and Jodie looked at each other. Of course there was something they wanted to ask him. Suddenly there was a wail from Wim. Ah! He had dropped his egg and bacon flan on the floor. Thomas and Pete looked gloomily at each other. They would have to give Wim some of their own dinner. My poor chap, most unfortunate, said Mr Majika. He bent down and picked up the mess of egg and bacon flan. We must see what we can do with this, he said to Wim. Tell me, my young friend, what is your favourite food? Wim thought for a moment. Then he said, Chips! Ah, said Mr Majika, shutting his eyes for a moment and pointing at Wim's plate. Chips! Ooh, said Wim suddenly. And no wonder, for on his plate, where the broken bits of flan had been, stood a huge pile of steaming hot chips. Oh, said Thomas, Pete and Jodie. Would you like some too, my young friends, said Mr Majika. Thomas, Pete and Jodie nodded. And suddenly, out of nowhere, there were piles of chips on their plates too. Gosh, said Thomas, Pete and Jodie. Suddenly another voice broke in. What's this? You know we don't allow chips here at dinner time. It was Mr Potter. He had come up behind Mr Majika without anyone noticing. It's a very strict rule, he said. Parents may send their children to school with sandwiches or other cold food. But I will not allow boys and girls to go out and buy chips during the dinner hour. But we didn't buy them, began Thomas. No, no, interrupted Mr Majika quickly. They certainly didn't buy them. It was I who provided them, not knowing the school rules. It won't happen again. Well, said Mr Potter crossly, please don't let it. He walked off. Mr Majika sighed. Oh, oh dear, he said. I think I've got a lot to learn in my new job. You see, I'm not at all experienced at being a teacher. I've always worked as, well, something else. Thomas hesitated for a moment, then plucked up courage to say, Do you mean you were a wizard? Mr Majika nodded. I might as well admit it, he said. I worked as one for years, but then I began to get a bit rusty on my spells. And recently, there hasn't been much business. People don't believe much in wizards nowadays, so naturally, they don't often pay them to do some work. So in the end, I just had to get another kind of job. That's why I'm here. And now I really must remember that I'm a teacher and not a wizard at all. And you must all help me. You mustn't try to persuade me to do any... He hesitated. Any magic? said Pete. Mr Majika nodded. You must let me be an ordinary teacher, he said. Do you promise? They all nodded. But each of them thought it would be a very difficult promise to keep. By 3.15 that day... When afternoon school was nearly at an end, 
nothing else out of the ordinary had happened in class three. In fact, the afternoon would have ended very boringly if it hadn't been for Hamish Bigmore. Hamish had been put to sit next to Melanie, which was a bad thing for Melanie, as Hamish liked nothing better than to make her cry. Sure enough, when there were only a few more minutes to go, Melanie started to sob. Oh, Hamish Bigmore is jabbing me with his ruler. Hamish Bigmore said he wasn't, but Mr Majik had moved fast enough to get to the scene of the crime before Hamish had time to hide the ruler. Put it down, said Mr Majika. Shan't, said Hamish Bigmore. <gasps> there was silence and everyone in class three remembered how Hamish Bigmore had refused to do as he was told by last term's teacher. It was mostly because of him that she had left the school. Put it down, said Mr Majika again. Shan't, said Hamish Bigmore for a second time. Then, said Mr Majika, slowly, I shall make you wish very much that you had put it down. And Hamish Bigmore screamed, Ah! A snake! Help! Help! He shouted. And there fell from his hand something that certainly wasn't a ruler. It was a long, grey-green snake with pattern markings and a forked tongue. Its mouth was open, open, and it was hissing. In a moment, everyone else was shouting too and clambering onto the desks and doing everything they could to get out of its reach. But not Mr Majika. He stepped calmly up to the snake, knelt down and picked it up. And as his hand touched it, it turned back into a ruler. What are you frightened of? He asked Hamish Bigmore. This is only your ruler. But perhaps next time you will do as you are told. He gave the ruler back to Hamish Bigmore, who dropped it fearfully on his desk and shrank away from it. A moment later, the bell rang and school was over for the day. Class three normally rushed outside as soon as they heard the bell. But today, they were quiet as mice. He said he didn't want to do any magic, said Thomas to Pete on the way home. I think he just forgets about that now and then, said Pete. After all, if you've been a wizard for years, it can't be easy stopping overnight. Mr Majika, said Thomas thoughtfully to himself. Do you know, I don't think that's his real name. No, said Pete. I think he ought to be called Mr Magic.